Hey there, thoughtful listener. This is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. I'm so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free. No credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. We're also actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast, the one you're listening to. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now let's get on with the show. With us right now, the one, the only, Casey Jones. Casey, welcome. You are the founder CEO of A Better Jones, and that you're found on the web at abetterjones.com. Casey, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, Josh. All right. So what is A Better Jones? Well, we do a bunch of different things, um, but really the, the short and sweet is we help small businesses, especially early stage startups, grow faster. And so we do that in a couple of different ways. We, um, as we were just remarking before we hit record, uh, we have a lot in common. I'm I'm super passionate about personal branding and the role of kind of building your authority to help you grow your business faster. Um, uh, But we also do things like um, helping with kind of marketing strategy, buyer's journey, optimizing the buyer's journey, um, and a lot related to these kind of early stage startups. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So let's talk about the typical, like, let's say that there's a startup and they're like, man, we sure would like the attention of investors. Uh, Casey, what would you, where would you start looking first? Like if, uh, if you knew of this person and they had this problem, where would you start kind of figuring out where their problem may lie? Well, I'd look at a couple of things, but I would, especially if what they're thinking about is getting the attention of investors, one of the first things I would do is look at what they're doing in terms of building their authority and personal brand. Um, Because here's the thing, we all know this, right? It's not what you know, it's who you know. And it's funny, this is very funny timing. I posted a video on, on LinkedIn today that was all about, okay, what is the number one question that investors, um, potential strategic partners, potential job candidates, what, what are they really asking themselves when they're considering whether or not they want to work with you? And it's why you? And so investors are always wondering, you know, we know that old adage, right? Bet on the jockey, not the horse. (laughs) Right. And, um, and so the whole idea is, yeah, your product idea, it matters, but what really matters, especially at that early stage is their belief in you. Yes. Or you can do to prove that you have the grit, the tenacity, the passion, and also the obsession with solving this particular problem, the more they really believe that the more likely they are to want to work with you. And especially if you want the attention of investors, it also comes down to what are the other relationships you're building? So who mm-hmm. are you connecting with? Are you uh, are you connecting with all of the other founders that that investor is already um, working with and supporting, right? There's a lot of ways to go about this, but yeah, I would look at that authority building um, aspect, especially at that early stage. 
Sure. So when we talk about authority building, Casey, you and I know what we're talking about, but let's go ahead and talk about maybe what that ends up looking like. What is that work? Like, where do we want to focus our efforts um, so that we can start to increase that perceived authority? And I say perceived authority because I think a lot of times um, we do a poor job online in terms of, you know, communicating just how amazing we are as a business leader or who we are personally. And that's what folks are looking for. Absolutely. And I think, look, I think way too often people think it's about, I don't know, um, going viral on, Mm. on social media or getting tons of likes and things like that. And like, you know, yeah, okay. Depending on what you're talking about, maybe that can help, but it's really, it's a lot more about, are you well-known and respected among the right people. And so it's interesting. I think a lot about um, in this kind of game of authority, I think about the difference between thought leadership and personal branding. And when I think about thought leadership, I think of kind of four sort of characteristics that a thought leader has. Um, One is absolutely caring about making an impact. And so this goes back to what I was saying, like, do you really care about this problem that you're solving or this audience that you're serving? Is your business all about because you just were like, oh, that seems like a cool idea I could make a bunch of money off of? Or have you gotten really interested in this problem? Are you are you deeply connected to it and to those people? I think about evolution. So I think thought leaders, and especially people with authority, they do not rest on their laurels. They are always striving to be, to be better, to learn, to, to kind of push the envelope of what our industry or, or, or our discipline kind of thinks of as best practices, right? It's that always kind of striving towards greatness. Yeah. The other one? There are Please, Yes. Right. You have you have an opinion, right? You have an opinion about how things are done and how they should be done. And and that's we shy away from those things sometimes. But like, no. Right. You know, the the experts that we appreciate most, they um, draw a line in the sand sometimes. Yeah. Can, can we talk about something I was just, I just saw on your Twitter and I'm just like, so I'm enamored with this is, you know, don't try to scale or automate. And this is a little off topic here, but since you tweeted it, we're going to talk about it. You know, don't try and scale or automate anything that you haven't absolutely nailed manually first. Um, mm-hmm. You mentioned, you commented here, this is the most common mistake I see founders make over engineering the solution to a problem they haven't proven first. Um, I listen, I have absolutely made mistakes in business in my 20 some years of, of doing this. And it was almost always around, oh, well, I know, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You just, you know, and you just go, go to market way too early. It's unproven. Um, and in fact, um, and, and, and this, I think is where you see a lot of experience at play is that temperance. It yes. is like, yes, we want to go to market. I get the adage of, you know, I remember old guy Kawasaki was say, don't worry, be crappy. Just get out there, just get in the market. And there is a lot of value from being in the game. However, um, you know, I know for us, like there's been, there's been two products. Like we have just, I, I, you know, I have not released them and have not been promoting them broadly because I'm just not ready to do that because what you don't want to have happen and and I'll, I'm sorry this is your interview not mine but <laughs> you get this I love this topic 
because what you don't, that you think about the consequences. If you go to market without just, a, and you, you're letting people know, hey, it's one thing to go to market and say, hey, we're in beta. <laughs> There's another thing to go to market and say, buy my stuff. Uh, and then when that goes south, especially if this is a little bit more consumer leaning, look out. <laughs> you, and, and look here, and the other thing, it's, it, it's not just the going to market, right? It's sometimes it's not just about the, the product. It's also about how you sell it. So what I see all the time, and I have been guilty of this in the past myself, is you think, oh my God, I've got this amazing product. I've got this great idea. I'm going to start to throw a ton of money at scaling the sales process. So I'm going to, I'm going to start running a ton of ads or I'm going to hire an agency who's going to go book me a ton of meetings when I haven't even really sold one yet, or maybe Mm. I've only sold three or four, but it's all to my immediate network and I haven't gone cold. And so what winds up happening is, is we over-engineer this, this, um, this process of scaling things up when we haven't figured out if it'll really work even at this like, you know, one-to-one kind of rate. And so, and this is, this is exactly what you're saying, right? It's, it's way too often. We, we try to skip ahead. We feel so confident about it. We go, you know, full steam ahead and we wind up wasting a ton of time, a ton of money, a ton of heartache, (laughs) and sometimes some goodwill among our target audience because they see us pushing something that isn't really proven. And Mm. it winds up being this like huge disappointment. Mm. Yeah. um, And I think, again, you talk to anyone who's been in business any length of time, they've learned this lesson (laughs) probably through the school of hard knocks. Multiple times. Yeah. Yes. Right. Right. I'm, I'm part saying that, you know, and let's be honest, 90% of my tweets are things that I'm reminding myself of. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. So like, <laughs> Remind- yeah. Note to self, don't make that mistake again. <laughs> exactly. You know, and so it is one of those things where it's like, yeah, you're even with the best of intentions and a ton of experience, you're probably going to screw it up um, a, a couple of times anyway. Um, but yes, my my recommendation always, almost always in business is slow down. And yeah. especially when it comes to, to sales, um, whether mm. on a sales call or in your sales process and your scaling process, we're usually trying to skip too many steps. Yeah. Yeah. Casey, let's get back to more of like, you know, when you're working with a client, like um, what are some examples of folks that you've worked with and you're like, yeah, we need to spend some time here and here. Um, What are those here's? Okay. So, and I'll, it's interesting. So I have a new client where we're, we're diving into their buyer's journey where they're a, they're a SaaS product. It's all digital. They do free trials, the whole nine, and they have a really freaking cool product. And it's one where you look at it and you're like, oh my God, this should be going like gangbusters. And their revenue has been flat for the last year and a half. And um, it really is what we're looking at with them is kind of mapping out their customer journey and recognizing where are their gaps, where, where they're, um, where are they leaking opportunity in that journey? And so things like, you know, one of the first things we started working on is 
they have one onboarding sequence for Mm -hmm. absolutely everyone, even though they have a couple of different kind of use cases. Um, And so we're looking at, okay, how can we differentiate between this? Like, how can we create a more customized experience based on who the, who the buyer is? Um, And so, so that's one. I often work with um, clients really on the whole kind of brand awareness and demand gen side in general. I'm a big believer in, in the scrappy side of demand Mm -hmm. gen. I think it really should be more of a hybrid between sales and marketing instead of throwing tons of money at ads and things like that. Can we do what I like to refer to as relationship building at scale, right? So can you do things that still feel very personal, um, but that, that, is not just a one-to-one, but is a one-to-many, like forming strategic partnerships with other folks in your industry so that you can kind of maximize return on, on your investments um, jointly, you know, doing things like that that just have a different feel to them and help us build that trust and authority with our target mm-hmm. audience by teaming up with other folks kind of in our space. And so I look at a lot of those things and the, the whole idea is how do we make more money faster? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, what are some of the platforms? I, you know, some of those authority, let's, can we, can you just maybe kind of rattle off some of those authority indicators that, that might be helpful for, you know, let's say the goal is improving conversion rate, right. Or, um, you know, maybe, maybe improving, you know, inbound opportunities or, um, improving the outcome of, advertising. I mean, I know that there are but you know potentially lots of different things here, but I'm curious about what things that you recommend folks pay attention to in terms of like their their front facing front of the store kind of facade, right? Yeah. To to who they are. Well, everything you mentioned can definitely be improved by having a really laser focus on your ideal customer profile. And way too often people have this like a very wishy-washy kind of nebulous understanding of who they're targeting. And as a result, you know, we all know the, the saying, when you try to appeal to everyone, you appeal to no one. Wow. And so can you get like hyper-focused on who is your, you know, perfect customer? Um, And I will also say when it comes to some of the conversions, especially if you're doing like outbound sales, um, a partner that I work with, he was just talking about uh, a campaign that he ran with one of his clients. And he said that when um, it was a founder who was doing outbound messaging on LinkedIn to try to get meetings, um, to try to get sales meetings. And when that founder started posting every single day on LinkedIn, his conversion rate of those messages to sales call increased by 30%. Yeah. 30%. Like mm-hmm. that is a bonkers number. And so it's it's also just what can you do so that you are more top of mind to the audience that you're hitting? Like so that when they see when they see your name in their inbox, they can connect it to a face. They can connect it maybe even to a video and a voice and a message that makes them um, just trust you a little bit more and makes them think, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it is worth 30 minutes of my time to talk to this person. 
I'm hearing what you're talking about, Casey. And and one thing that that I'm, it sounds like you're a big fan of human to human, right? That that all business is human to human, and, and you know, much as you know, a lot of you know marketers wish that we could just have bots do all of the work for us. At the end of the day, it's like. Mm, you know, I don't, I don't build relationships with bots. And, and quite frankly, I don't build relationships with services or products or, or even brands. It's the people and the experience, you know, around that, you know, you know, identifying with somebody, you know, and like, oh my gosh, you know why I love that, you know, that you share your learnings, right? And you're like, oh, you know, learn from my, so in essence, it's like you're, you're, you know, what can we do as, you know, as companies, as brands, as leaders, right, to encourage this, you know, this get to know us and make it just ridiculously easy for people to get to know the real you. Um, and there are so many tools that you can use to do that better. Um, and, and I think at some point, right, you're in business for yourself, you realize that you have to get out from behind your computers, right? And you need to go out and meet people. You need to, and it's scary, right? To to say, oh my gosh, I'm going to allow this new level of access to me or vulnerability, you know, to me. But that's, I believe, where a magic really happens today. Oh, I, I mean, without it, without a doubt. And I will also say, just know it's not. It isn't just about business. So, some of my my closest and dearest friends, and it's, it's, you know, not to put the pressure on you, Josh, but no joke, like two of (laughs) my like best friends who, by the way, I've also done a ridiculous amount of business with. So we've made each other a bunch of freaking money. I met because they interviewed me on the podcast and we became close friends. And so there's things where you do this kind of stuff and it creates, it's not just, yes, the business is awesome, but it's also about like, finding your gang on the playground, finding those people where I can call these people. And when I say, oh my God, the client, I have a client that said the weirdest thing to me, or did I handle this in the right way? Or they asked me this question. And I don't know if I'm crazy, if I want to respond in this way. And I've got these people that I can go to, to get immediate feedback. And Mm -hmm. the other amazing thing about it is that I respect the ever loving hell out of some of these people that I've met, most of these people that I've met. And when I recognize that they respect the hell out of me, man, it makes me feel like a badass. <laughs> so one of the most underrated benefits of doing this influence and authority building work, you also become so much more confident because mm-hmm. you do a couple things. You figure out what you want to be known for and you put yourself out there and your message out there and getting clear on those things that in and of itself is empowering. Two, it's kind of terrifying to your point. And so you're going to do something that scares you over and over and over again and you're going to realize it's not that bad and I can handle it and that makes you braver. And then three, you meet these amazing people that also believe in you and make you feel damn good about who you are and what you're doing. And so all of these things combined, you become more courageous and a more empowered version of who you are in the world and in your industry. And it is, it's a freaking gift. Yeah. Um, Casey, um, when folks go to your website, abetterjones.com, how do they engage with you? 
So there's a couple of different places where they can um, just reach out and send me a message. There's some free content that they can download, but truly like I'm a better Jones is my handle on every single social media platform Mm -hmm. from TikTok to LinkedIn and everything (laughs) in between. And so you can always, anyone can always just reach out, um, ask me a question, ask to talk. I'm always down to, to have a conversation with another business owner, with someone who's, I don't know, hustling to do something that matters to them. I'm always here to help. Yeah, um, this is really fantastic. I, it's just kind of funny, like I'm going through like your your core values and I feel like, man, we are related or something. <laughs> it's like they pretty much match up like what, like I was like actually trying to like connect yours to mine. I'm like, well, all of them, they kind of mostly match. So it's really remarkable. Again, your website, Casey, is abetterjones.com. I'm a huge fan of leading with authority. Make your life a lot easier. Like everything in life becomes easier when you build relationships, when you, you know, have that authority that that earns that attention, you know, five to 15 seconds at a time. Oh, this person did this. Oh, new fact, right? And, you know, we deepen those relationships. And then, you know, ultimately, I like I use this example in, in sales. It's like, listen, people ghost bad salespeople all, all the time. That's what we do. We don't, we don't want to be sold to, but we don't ghost friends. And, you know, and it's sometimes challenging for, for people that, you know, manage sales or, you know, want sales to say, what, I'm supposed to make a bunch of friends. And my answer to that is yes. <laughs> yes, you are. Because when you have, you know, think of, you know, even at the local level, you know, you're a local realtor and you've got, you know, two, three, 400 people that, you know, when anybody asks that group of people, who's a great local realtor, and the first name they come up with is, you know, so it's your name. You're set for life. You are set for life. You never have to worry about sales before. And that's a local kind of retail sales example. But the same thing applies to SaaS products and other scalable companies. We want, you know, Casey and I both want you to have a wonderful reputation out there and, and have everyone just fall in love with you. So, Casey, this has been a lot of fun. Again, your website, abetterjones.com. Casey Jones, you are the founder and CEO. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much, Josh. This was super fun. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, we have an audience of over 120,000 that we would love to promote your story to. Please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. I'm also so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free. No credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. What do you win? Well, we will promote you and retweet you and reshare you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans totally free. Can you also hook us up in your podcast player right now? 
please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review, and we promise to read it all and take action. Thank you if you've done this already. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, please hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 to 20 minutes a day. My name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the thoughtful entrepreneur movement. Thank you.